Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. <laughs> here comes, comes the, the bride. bride. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Uh, I, well, what I was thinking was like we're like presenting the end of the year oh, to everybody. Oh, interesting. So it's like, dun, 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 dun. And then you realize here is the year. <laughs> it was a shit box, but we made it through. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like how I just like hop right on. You into just went it. right then, into and it, and then yeah. out out my mouth came. Here comes the bride. Yeah. Well, that's what we did. Uh, hey, welcome, welcome to the last Thank episode you. of 2020 for our podcast. Uh, it's it's been a year, that's for sure. We, you know, we're not going to try to harp on like, oh, 2020 sucks. Because right. listen, we, we all need, know, we, need, yeah, we, don't else we know it that. sucks, yeah. um, but we do like to do a little tradition every year yep. to take a moment, reflect on all the things we did. Yeah. I, I like to give credit where it's due. So for me, this started with Paul Jarvis mm-hmm. writing his, what was a state of the union. Yeah. This is, I think 2014 was the first year he did it. Maybe. Uh, or at least the first year I saw that he did it. And then from there we started doing it individually for, I did it for Jason Dust Up. You did it for Made Vibrant. And then we had done it every year. And then like last, not last year, 2018 was our first combined year mm-hmm. of doing it. And then 2019, we didn't do it. And I think it's because we had your anxiety really? struggles. No, yeah. No, we did. Um, we did not do a written review. We may oh, have sat down written. and done it. We did a podcast yeah. episode. I saw the video. It's on YouTube. Uh, this, like going over what went well and what didn't? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember doing it. Weird. Oh, no. Maybe it was 2018. Yeah. <gasps> oh I'm pretty sure gosh. the end of last year, we literally were just like, this was a, this was our toughest year Let's you're just right. not do anything. You're right. Now that I'm thinking about it, that thumbnail that I can picture in my brain is in the style of 2018. Where we're sitting at the watch pod? Yeah. 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 Wow. We're watch pod. So, okay. We didn't. Yeah. So, we're, we're back on track and we wanted this year, by the way, no preamble in the beginning of this. What are we doing? That was my fault. I just dove in. And well, you know you, the problem? We recorded an episode before which this. Which was basically that was our an bonus entire episode. preamble. Yeah. Which so we I don't like, know if that comes out before this or after this yet. I think it comes out after. I don't know. But that was like our preamble. That was our warm up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Cinnamon all, rollers. I'm so sorry that we didn't give you all rollers. the preamble that you wanted. Cinnamon rolls. No, no, no. I don't know. I just hey, think we need a cute. Cinnamon rollers. Okay. We don't need to cinny rolly. Like, we don't need to do that. I don't know, but could we? We can't. <laughs> we can't. Okay. Hold on. I'm getting a. Yeah, nope. Nothing. In okay. my ear, Judges I got nothing. say. All right. Judges survey says. No. Okay. Uh, all right. So yeah, we've been doing this for years. We like to sit down and talk about what went well, what didn't go well, plan for the next year ahead, and really just kind of have this this time to reflect so that we can then make decisions about what's going on and moving forward. And I think it's also been really beneficial for us over the years because it really does show you it can feel like when you get to the end of a year, you've made no progress at all. Mm-hmm. But then you look back and you go, no, actually, like a lot of stuff happened this year. And I say that every year that we've done this, it's happened. And it also is just a really good reminder of even if a lot of stuff didn't happen, 
I still grew as a person. I still had other things that went on. And I want to remember those things because it's so easy just to like on to the next, on to the next. We're so focused For sure. on that. For sure. And then this is kind of going to be a two, a dual purpose episode, if you will, because for those of you who just enjoy the transparent look into two people's lives and businesses, we're going to kind of go through our planning process. So you're going to hear, we haven't done any prep work before this as far as what our answers are going to be. So it's right. really about you know, answering all of those questions about how the year went for ourselves in real time that you, so that you can hear it. Um, but on top of that, we're also going to loosely walk you through a process that you can apply to your own life and your own business. And um, we, what we did was we did a coaching session last year for our Wandering Aimfully Unboring group, group coaching in 2019. And it was in December of 2019, we did a whole session called Reflect and Project. And so it was all about looking back at the year before and projecting for the next year. And we had our coaching workbook, which I have since turned into its own very extensive notion template. This thing is balls to the wall. Yes. Yeah, it's, there's a lot there. And I did it that way so that you can just pick and choose. You could do the whole thing. You can pick and choose the parts that feel right for you. But I know that this time kind of creeps up on a lot of people because you have the holidays and you have everything else that you're focusing on. And you don't want to sit down and have to think of, well, how can I plan for the right. next year? You kind of want to just have some questions laid out for you. Yep. So it's all there for you. Yeah. So we have, we're going to do a written version of this year in review, bring that back around. Uh, we're going to do that notion template. And then you're actually going to have a walkthrough video as well of how to use the notion template. It's very simple, but just it's, I think it'll be a nice little add on. You can find that at wandering aimfully.com slash 2020. So com slash 2020. And you'll be able to get that notion template It costs you nothing. You don't have to enter your email, none of that jazz. We just wanted to give you our planning and processes for looking back at a year and looking ahead at a year. Yep. So without further adieu, Let's jump into some of the questions. We're not going to go over, like you said, every single question yep. in this document, but we've got some highlights to discuss. Yep. So this is kind of broken down into three sections. And actually, when we did the coaching session, you guys, if you're not in our coaching program, you won't know this. But if you are, you'll know that we like we always like to have a story or like a mascot with every yeah. coaching session we do. So ours for Reflect and Project was like the ghost of business past present and future we were very 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 influenced by luigi's mansion three yeah on the Switch so they, last were, year. they were all ghosts yeah um and so it's split up into three parts so reflecting on the past year optimizing the present and then looking to the future so we're going to start with reflecting on the past year and we're just going to start with our little year in review journaling which is separated into first what went well okay okay so it's like what did you accomplish what do you want to do more of in the future and what made you the happiest and most fulfilled this year okay uh am i, am I just going first well it's just yeah, yeah whatever comes to mind like what went well this year so i'm gonna go two business things which is like taking it off the board for us sure. but i feel like it's it's worth starting with because it's very fresh in our mind so i feel like this year we really got our footing with wandering aimfully as a business yeah so last year was such a mess just with all your anxiety stuff and me just trying to figure out you know how to make it work and how to grow and generate some revenue and the end of last year we decided to do this monthly unboring group coaching this year we really committed to that we made it a a part of our sales pitch and it really paid off for us not only i think in making our members feel like they're getting a ton of value from us but it also i think just giving us a really solid thing of being like 
we are good at this. We can deliver on this every month and people really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And so that is like very fulfilling for us. And then there's also the financial aspect where we got Wandering Aimfully up to a really great amount for monthly recurring predictable revenue, which three years ago, almost now, when we set out to create Wandering Aimfully, that was the entire goal. For sure. And, you know, our goal for this whole time has also been to have it be profitable. Yeah. And meaning that, you know, we have surplus after even covering our expenses. And for a long time, we were just sort of breaking even yeah. at the point where, and I say breaking even, but like, that is with covering our living expenses. Right. And we know that we don't we don't live a super, super conservative sacrificial lifestyle because we've been intentional about, you know, trying to choose the things that really the ideal lifestyle that we, we want to live. But yep. our goal was like, okay, can our business cover that and then some? And so the fact that we got there this year feels really good. Yeah. And surplus, like you said, so yeah. for the past, what was it like six months of this year, we were actually able to transfer good chunks of money into our savings account. Yep. And we always have like, we have savings and retirement accounts and like that stuff happens automatically. But this is the first time we've actually had like profit and amount of profit that's not like $47 a month. Right. Uh, so, so that was really fun. That definitely went well. Oh, I... and then my second thing. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. So my second thing, and this is very timely for us. Yes. Literally. Literally. Yesterday. Yes. We rolled out the brand new tea tree. Yesterday at the time of recording this, yes, not at the time, the time of, of listening. Yes. Uh, th we are so excited for this. It has taken us the entire year yeah. to work on this. Um, that's a little bit of COVID. That's a little bit of just work. That's a little bit of just trying to balance with all the things we're going on in society and not feeling like working. Um, but you, I give you so much credit for being a full-time UI designer this year and taking this application that helps people build online courses and really bringing it into the current century that we are in and then also making it really reflect us. Mm -hmm. And Teachery had just never done that. It was just a very like blase app that was easy to use to make courses and it made good looking courses but now we are really setting ourselves up to have this foundation that it feels like us we've got Iggy our idea monster all over the place and I am so happy that it now is just like if you come to Teachery's homepage, teachery.co, you will either know right away, this is for me or this is not for me. Yeah. And I'm so excited for that. And the rollout of it was really, really smooth, um, especially pushing it out live, which I'm so grateful for because we did so much work for that. And I give you a lot of credit because if you listen to our other episode where we talked a little bit about the last 5% of a project and Teachery in general, we talked touched on this, but this has been the hardest work project that we've ever collaborated on in terms of just getting a process that really worked well for us. But you have done such a good job of managing the entire thing, of managing the development team, of turning my designs into something that actually is real. And I feel like we, fi we found our footing in like being a really good complement to each other in the way that we are partners on that. But that's a huge accomplishment. And honestly, at the beginning of this year, all we knew was that we wanted to work together on Tea Tree to grow it. That's That was what the beginning of this year intention was. And then once we sat down, we said, listen, I can't work on growing and marketing the business if I don't really believe in the product. And I can't really believe in the product if it's not modern and doesn't reflect who we are as a business. And so that was the seed of the idea that said, well, let's redo the whole thing. And if I had known how much work <laughs> it was going to take, I don't know if I would have been scared or whatever, but I just, we took it one chunk at a time, one step at a time. Yep. And I do think that we'll look back on this year and say, you know, amidst a global pandemic, amidst all of the 
craziness, the fact that we were still able to take such a huge step forward for that business, like to me is a huge win. Yeah. And I really do think that this is like, it's a new chapter for Tea Tree. And thankfully, we're starting that new chapter with an existing customer base that loves the product. It's very small. And we literally have like 250 active paying customers. And we're not, we're not about like pretending that we have more than that. Um, And you know, there are many more people who use the platform because we have our Wandering Aimfully group. But we are so excited because our goals for Tea Tree are not to grow it to 10,000 people using it. Our, Our goal are maybe 500 to 1,000 people actively paying to use Tea Tree, and that's enough yeah. for us. That's really all we need because we can keep up with it, and we can also roll out an entire new interface and know that, hey, if it affects a couple things, we can deal with that support. Yeah, we don't have to I'm like actually looking out. forward to that section of projecting the future of setting goals for teacher. I don't know if we'll go that deep on this episode. Yeah, maybe but we'll, we'll throw some spaghetti at the wall, and then maybe later that on. Yeah, we'll clean it up later <laughs> yeah. on, you know? Yeah, Um. Still in the column of what went well, I also just want to say that for pers- as a personal note for me, coming off of last year with all of my anxiety battles, my biggest like goal for myself this year was just to rebuild the trust that I had with myself in terms of my mental resilience and developing really good daily habits that would keep me mentally grounded and not you know, overcome with anxiety. And I think for the most part, also, I just want to say I did not know how much that would come in handy. Like I I all I knew was that I just wanted to stay not crazy anxious, but then March rolls around and COVID hits and I was so glad that I had prioritized that because I think those daily rituals, you know, sometimes some eras I was more consistent than others, but having a daily practice of journaling and meditating and just being in tune with my body and us going on walks every day even, you know, with masks and everything. I think that kept me in a mental place where I could manage all of the uncertainty that was happening. And so in terms of, you know, what went well, I think my mental health went pretty well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's crazy to think about, like, imagine if this year started like 2019 did with your anxiety stuff and then also COVID hit, like, oof, that would have been a nightmare. So which is part of, of a nightmare. Yeah. Which is part of like, you know, I know that this year has been so hard for so many people for so many different reasons. Everyone has had a different experience, but for us, and this is not about like toxic positivity or trying to pretend things are sunshine and rainbows when they're not. But for me, part of my coping is looking for the silver linings and looking for the gratitude and, as much like I can't control that this happened but I can be grateful for the timing of when it happened I can be grateful that for all the reasons that you just said if this had happened to me last year I would have been like I just I don't even know how how we would have managed yeah for sure I I think another thing for what went well this year too is just this year and for a lot of people maybe listening to this put a lot of stress on your relationship Mm -hmm. and it definitely put stress on our relationship no doubt but I'm really happy that we have the tools, we have the communication, we have the willingness to work on things, and our relationship is not perfect. We do not have every day is a glorious day filled with sparkles and joy and gumdrops. Hmm. Um, But I think that through all the things that have happened this year, we've done a really good job of being strong together and just knowing that, yeah, our relationship is solid and that we can weather almost anything, even a pandemic together. Yeah. Uh, And I hope you listening to this, maybe you are in a similar situation where Certainly this year did not go anywhere near to your plans, but you do feel like, yeah, but I made it through and I can acknowledge that it was tough, but I came out better for it, especially with my partner. It only makes us more resilient. And 
my friend Nicole, I was on a call with her the other day. She asked me what is the biggest thing, and I think it was specific to our relationship that this year kind of did for us or how it affected us. The and baking. All the baking. All the baking. Yeah. yeah. All the baked goods. <laughs> But I thought to myself, I hadn't really thought about it. And I realized that one of the biggest things that this year brought us is in our relationship is because of the conversations that were happening around race and social justice and things that we as a society are no longer going to put up with. You and I, I feel like went through a transformation in our relationship where we had to communicate about these like very like real issues and we had to learn a lot of things together and we had to you know they were things that like definitely stirred up a lot of potential defensiveness in us that we both had to navigate together and I'm really grateful I'm grateful in general that this year kind of woke me up in a lot of different ways that I would say I I was integrating that in my life, but only in like convenient ways, right? Like learning about racial justice when it was most convenient for me. But this summer and, you know, George Floyd's murder and all the protests like really shook me in a way that was like, I have to do this. I have to commit to this every day of my life if it's something that I really believe in, which I do. And I can't only do it when it's convenient for me. And you and I having conversation after conversation after conversation and just sort of like galvanizing our beliefs and making a commitment to be more vocal about it in our business and learning together. That is something that this year brought us that I'll be forever grateful for because I know it'll change the way that I am as a person. It'll change the way that we raise our kids. It'll change all of that. Yeah. If we have kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, I think just our entire outlook, I mean, especially mine, just trying to be more aware of all the things that you are just like ingrained in your brain. Yeah. And it it is all that systemic racism stuff. It's all the like pre-programmed thoughts, not even pre-programmed, but just like the stuff you've consumed for so many years of these narratives and these things. It's like, I was even thinking about in the shower today, just like, why do we care at all about proper grammar as people speak? Like this to me is like, it's such a stupid thing and I think about it because the why I was thinking about it is LeBron James was on this podcast and mm-hmm. I was listening. And sometimes LeBron, I'm like, I just wish he was a little bit more eloquent. And I caught myself being like, That's why in yeah. the world right. does LeBron James need to be more eloquent for me or anybody else? Yeah, That person has done more for his communities, for the people of the world than I will ever do. Right, He can talk however he wants. And you realize that that's just holding him to a standard of propriety of propriety, which is code for a white standard. And it's just, it's so dumb. Like, I just think about it all the time. I'm like, it makes no sense that we think people have to speak well. And that's just such a small example, right? But like, those are the things that I'm like constantly coming up against. It's those things. And, And I give you a lot of credit too, because I think... I think that not, I'm not saying that I somehow as a personality type are more predisposed to learning about this stuff, but I do know that like historically I've been, I would say more political than you or more politically curious, let's say. Yeah. Um, and I feel like you in the past have maybe had this mentality of like, listen, like our system is fucked anyway. So why even yeah, participate? Yeah. And I do feel like this was the year where you really allowed yourself to be open to learning more and to caring more and just saying like, yeah, it is messed up, but if if we don't do something about it, no, it's not going to change. So I don't care if like if I feel like I'm not making an impact, I'm going to try anyway. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely just the year, and I think 
maybe a lot of our white listeners can agree to is like, you really start to realize like, oh, me not having to think about who I vote for is just privilege. Yeah. And me just going like, oh, I'm opting out of learning. That's just privilege because it's not going to affect me. That's the yeah. thing. It is not going to affect my day-to-day life. And and I need to be bigger. I need to be a bigger person and I need to do things that I have the control to do, like voting and whatever, so that other people who don't have the same privileges, privileges and will be affected I can at least hopefully make some decisions in their interest that look out for other people besides myself. And that's where you just, I think, realize too of just how selfish we are as humans in general, but mostly as white people. Yeah, and and we're by no means perfect, right? And we have so much to learn still, but I'm grateful that now this is a conversation that happens daily in our household. And I think that that if if that's happening for millions of people across the country, that's a good thing. I hope. Yeah. So. All right, so that's the what went well category. Oh, I also yeah, I also have one more thing for what went well. Go ahead. Our our side yard oasis. Our side yard oasis. I mean, this is it's definitely one that while it was getting done, I was really excited about it. When we used it all summer, I was really excited, but I did actually feel really like self-conscious about sharing about well, it. Well, sure. Cuz I just was like, you know, and I think that that's actually been a big realization for me this year. It's been going on for many years now, but it's just I don't necessarily like how it feels to share really good things going on in my life when other when people so are many suffering. other people are totally. not doing well and, and that was that was really what triggered me basically like leaving social media again this summer was just like me sharing about our side yard oasis even the fact that we have a quote-unquote side yard oasis yeah like it just feels really like it's just not the time or place like read the room man like it's not yeah. no one needs to see this the irony is though is so many people when i was posting about it were like thank you so much like this is such a great distraction right, for it's me. Right, like a of window like, into And I get that, right? Like, we, we have a ton of escapism things that we're, you know, have helped us through this year. But I will agree with you, just as a thing, whether we share it or not, it has brought so much joy to our, our livelihoods. Totally. And I think everyone can find... I think it's worth paying attention to those things this year. It doesn't have to be a whole freaking side yard oasis right. to look at your life and go, what time and attention did I spend on things in my environment that really benefited my mental health or benefited my overall mood when I was in a place where we couldn't go anywhere, yeah. you know? And yeah. so it's like, it doesn't have to be a whole tiny pool. It can yeah. be, oh, I set up this little corner of my office and yeah. it made me feel motivated and whatever that is. So yeah. picked think, up a baking habit, pick, started yeah. doing, you know, some gardening, whatever those things are. Yeah. So that fits in this category for sure. So yeah. Okay, I think those are – I was just scrolling back through. We have like a little accomplishments database in Notion where week by week when I do our weekly planning, I record things that we celebrate so that at the end of the year I can look and it's just fun to go back through this, like growing through it we did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, all of those we did this year, right? All of them? Yeah. All of me? Because it was no, for the – No, because I think we no, started spring, end of last year. I think it was the spring launch and the fall launch. Growing through it was the spring launch. Because we've done six total. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So that's kind of crazy. Man. I know. Those took so long. <laughs> they took so long. Um, and let's see. We had our, our Waymer goals. Just like fun stuff to look back over. Okay, so now moving on to what didn't go well. Because yep. if we're going to start with what went well, we have to talk about the failures, the missteps, like things that didn't go to plan. Um, and the disappointments. Yeah. So I think we just skip over COVID. <laughs> yeah. I think that's on a, what didn't go well for everybody Obviously. in some shape or form. So we can just set that there. I don't know, but do we skip over it or do we just say, cause I, I don't want to pretend that it didn't affect us because it did. Yeah, for sure. But 
I think for us, it didn't affect us as much as it affected well, so many other people. Absolutely. And yeah. we and we acknowledge that and we share that um, with each other a lot. Yeah. I mean, we, we one of the things I said when COVID first started was like, if this was an internet virus, like it would have wiped us out. Like yeah. our entire lives and businesses are online. We were just fortunate that, that our business a, happened to be. Yeah. It was a physical virus and our right. internet businesses survived. So, you know if anything it, it just it it did it brought its own challenges it, it it definitely derailed our plans to move to europe which is maybe a what didn't go well yeah um but it just feels a little bit bad to be like oh we don't get to go to europe oh, totally. you know and and i think that we're just trying to be real and be honest here and just share with you like hey this is our life right so we had these plans we've been working really hard these past couple of years to get to this place and, you know, the past couple of years have had their ups and downs, too. And, and we've just had these goals and COVID derailed our goals of traveling to Europe for a year. Yeah. But we're really trying to see that as a positive to, you know, next year, 2021, as it sits right now, is our year to be like, OK, let's just continue to strengthen the foundation of our businesses, make a little bit of growth here and there. And then then yeah. we can plan on it, you know, after that. I should say, as you go through this section, a couple of the guiding questions here in the document are through those challenges, what did you learn about yourself? Can you find a way to be grateful for these things or reframe them? What mistakes do you not want to repeat in the future? So it's not just a bah humbug. Yeah. This is what went because, wrong. Because, yeah, you, like, I just don't think it's useful to sit and be like, oh, you know, it's like sit with your feelings, yes, and allow yourself to have those feelings. But also, what can you turn it into and how can you view it as an opportunity for something in the future? Yeah. Um, I definitely think I'm not, again, not going to harp on COVID, but I do think that one of the hardest things about COVID, you know, beyond the fact that everyone is okay and safe and healthy, which I, I, in, in our my, families, you mean? yes, yeah. and in my daily gratitude, literally every day since March, every other day yeah. has been the fact that my family is healthy, the fact that we're healthy, I'm very grateful for. But I will say, just for being transparent and hopefully relatable to some of you guys out there, like navigating this with my family across the country who they all live in Florida has been really difficult because yeah. not just for not being able to see them, but because everyone has a different level of navigating this. I will say that Florida at a <laughs> state level is very different from, in, you know, how California has handled it or different parts. And so it's like, when we're in total lockdown and then things are still open up there, it's very hard. Yeah. Um, and having hard conversations with family about my fears for them and trying to keep them safe. And I, yeah, I, I think even just outside our families, like this year has really showed us just as Americans, like we are so divided on a lot of things Yeah, and how we handle COVID. And even right now, as we're recording this around the holiday season, like the numbers are at an all time high. We are just some super scary numbers and even like we went and picked up take picked up takeout last night from a restaurant that is closing. They're following the stay at home order, and all these other restaurants are staying open. And you're just like, guys, how much longer do you want to drag this on for? Like, if we don't stop, and I think that's just been such a that's been a real weird thing to navigate this year. Yeah, and trying to have empathy, right? Like trying to have empathy for those restaurants too. Totally. What choice do they have, right? But but then you're like, I don't know. I just I think we are being faced with these very hard. I always say like you know, I hate group projects and I just feel like governing is like <laughs> yeah. one big group project yeah. and you're just like, excuse me, like, yeah. or can we get on the same page? But it's just, there's so many of us. So All right. that's uh, been hard. Yeah. Another what didn't go well is we lost our little beloved Plaxico. That was probably the, the biggest, like, I mean, that was, that was tough. Oh, absolutely. I one mean, of the most hard things I think I've ever experienced because yeah. I've never lost a pet before. Yeah. And I, I think the only reason why, 
even now, like I'm, I'm definitely emotional about it, but we, we talk about it so often, just like the timing could not have been in a weird way better because yeah. the time that he left us was like two weeks before COVID hit. Yeah. And he had so many little medical issues that, and we were going to the vet almost every week toward the end of we his were, time. We were going every week at the end. Yeah. And it's just like, I can't imagine trying to make that tough decision when you're afraid of getting a virus yeah. and you're like, I don't want people coming in my house. You know, like, well, what do you or do? Or like the way that we ended up choosing the way that we wanted to have his end of life be was the most peaceful and loving and like not scary for him thing. But it was us being there with him, being able to hold him with the vet. And I think about if it had happened two weeks later, like we wouldn't have been able to be in there with him. And that breaks my heart thinking about not, I mean, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do was to be there with him when that happened. But I can't think of any other scenario that would have been better than that of just being able to like have him not be afraid and have him be peaceful. And I know I miss him too. I know. And the other thing I'll say just about like, I know this is in the what didn't go well column because obviously losing him didn't go well. But I do think that when you go through grief as a couple for whatever that is, like losing a job or losing a family member or losing a pet or anything like that, I think it ultimately makes you stronger as a couple because you you see how you can be there for each other and you you see like a depth of emotion and vulnerability that you don't get on a daily basis. And so just like, and also you learn how the other person grieves and the other person processes emotion. So like after Plax passed, like we processed that in very different ways, but I think we both supported each other the best ways that we could. So you're it, saying that you you like finally saw my ugly cry and it was real ugly. It was cute. It was real ugly. It was beautiful. It was beautiful to see you be emotional because I know that that, I know how much you loved him and I loved him so much too. And he was, you know, a part of our family and I would be lying if I said that these past months, I mean, I do think COVID to a degree was like a weird distraction. I think it distracted us from our grief, but, um, so our lives looked so different that some days it was easier not to notice that he wasn't there and then it would hit you all at once. Right. Or it would hit you every day at five o'clock when we used to like. Well, exactly. But I just mean yeah. like, I just mean, oh, you're you're so preoccupied with like, what what are the cases and the uncertainty in the beginning, and then it just hits you like a wave of, oh my god, it's just the two of us, like we're missing a family member, yeah. and that would happen to me several times throughout the day, and it just is like the hardest thing. But again, going back to like, what did we learn, and even though. I would have never wanted him to leave us, but I can't imagine, I can't imagine it in a more peaceful way. So yeah. I have to count that as a positive. Yeah. And I mean, he lived a very full life, so. Yeah. It's know. still hard to look at photos of him, but I think it's yeah. getting easier. All right. Moving on. Okay. What do you got next? You okay? You want to take a break? No. Okay. Um, I'm trying to look at any other like business things. Of what didn't go well? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that we even have to think about that is such an amazing thing to go. 
it's hard to think about things that didn't go well. And I, I am so grateful that we are in that position. Yeah. I I just thought of one. Go ahead. Our, uh, our guerrilla marketing site, (laughs) our hoax site that we did that we just did for fun. So, I mean, I guess when you, um, measure it by we just wanted to have fun but when we did our fall launch i mean what would have made it go well though you know or like yeah because i think overwhelmingly I don't well think, maybe not have we talked about it on the podcast though yeah okay well just quick recap for everybody because yeah. we've talked about a bunch of things and maybe you went on that emotional roller coaster with us for a minute now we're back um so for our fall launch of our wandering aimfully program we wanted to do some fun marketing so we caroline loves like crime junkie podcasts, like that type of stuff, like red string connecting all the dots. And we just said, well, what if we made like a conspiracy website that pretended you're like said that we were robots. We weren't people. Our, with our fall launch, we were launching this audio coaching thing and it, we were calling it the Wayne AI robot. And the whole idea was like, it was like this robot who gives you coaching when you need it for whatever problem you have. Yeah. And so we thought a fun marketing campaign for it was somebody has figured out that Jason and Caroline are, are robots. They're not real people. We thought it was so tongue in cheek and clever and funny. We've one major misstep and something I will learn about this moving forward is like people it just it was the wrong era to do that because now we live in a society where conspiracies are a real thing and also yeah. there's such a, an erosion of trust in yeah. like people and the internet and internet trolls and stuff and so people thought it was real people thought we got hacked people yeah. thought our families thought we got hacked oh, like I know. it was a mess it was a mess it, well and i we say it was a mess but if you actually look at the amount of people that got it like i think it was really 70 30 sure, like 70 sure, sure. of people got it thought, thought it, was it was hilarious funny, yeah. like just a silly fun thing so 100 achieved its goal the 30 percent that didn't though it just really made us see like we gotta be careful <laughs> you yeah. know especially if we're gonna do something like that and and it just I don't think it tainted that idea for me, but it definitely just made me think like, okay, when we do something, we either have to be more obvious about it yeah. and not be like, Ooh, what, like what yeah, happened? You still have, you have to be like, you gotta be like, joke. yeah, a disclaimer up front. We made this Yeah. now go into this having and fun. pretend. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of a silly thing, but that was kind of funny. Um, okay. So then the third category of the year end review is what went off course. <laughs> uh, um, so what did you plan to do, make accomplish and evolve that you veered off course from? So this is kind of like looking back at your 2019 yeah. or 2020 planning yep. and saying like, how did it match up? I know a lot of us are going to have things that did not work out because yeah. obviously this huge yeah. thing happened, but it's still worth it's still worth revisiting. What did I want before all of the world changed? What did I want? And is there a way to somehow get that back? Or do I not want those things anymore? You know? So it's like of the goals that you fell short on, which ones are you ready to let go of and move on from? Again, I'm going to read these, but these are available inside the template. Wanderingaimfully.com slash 2020. Yep. So that you're not like furiously writing things down. What are things you want to reprioritize and put back into your vision for the upcoming year? Are there any patterns or habits that pulled you off course that you want to work on phasing out next year? And then finally, if you do word of the year, what was your word of the year? And do you feel like you followed through on that intention with that word? Why or why not? Okay. Let's start at the end there. You wrote down our words. Did you? I never found your word. I don't know what your word is. I don't know what mine was either. This is actually one of the first years that I have really stayed true to my word. Like I've really been intentional about it. So my word. I'm really glad you stayed true to your word this year. (laughs) You know, you've really been slipping on that. Yeah. My, um, some years I can't even remember it by the end of the year, but this year it's been top of mind the entire year. And my word for the year was trust. 
And it was really about coming off of 2019 where I lost so much trust in my own strength and my own resilience and my own mental fortitude. And I was starting to feel better by the end of 2019. And so I really wanted 2020 to be about me trusting that I could handle things, trusting that I could get through whatever would come. And it's so funny that it was like, oh, really? you want to build some trust with yourself? Here's freaking, I'm going to throw the whole world is upside down and you have all the uncertainty. And I think I followed through on that all the time. And I just, there were moments where, you know, my anxiety would creep in, whether it was like the, the grieving after plaques or whether it was COVID in the beginning or whether it was, you know, I had tremendous anxiety when all the protests were going on and just feeling that so deeply. And I would just go back to this word and I would practice my little mantras and I would do my mental health routines and I would trust that I was strong enough to carry it all and get through it all. And um, I think this year I succeeded in that. Good for you. I have no idea what my word was, so I have nothing to. I go wish back we on. could find I it. I think well, you wrote it in Slack. You said you were going to look at it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> also, I mean, this is just where I, I, I guess, like through just DNA, yeah. like I'm very self disciplined, so Absolutely. I can just be like, okay, I want to do this thing, and then I can do that thing, and so I don't have to have like a constant reminder, and I don't have to think about it. And that's not to say I'm better than you or better than anybody else. I think it's just. I've done the word of the year yeah. for many years and I'm like, okay, but uh, like I got it. Like whatever yeah. it is, like I just do it and I'm good to go. And I'm very grateful that I have the ability to do that as a built-in thing that's like pre-wired for me. Yeah. Whereas I'm really bad at a lot of other things. So that's, I have to make up for them in other areas. I also looked at some of our planning documents from last year and it's fun to think about a couple of things that were important to us. So Definitely the tea tree thing we followed through on. That was a goal. Yeah, took took longer than we wanted, but it we got it done. Yep. But the big thing that we wanted was um, we wanted to get ahead on coaching sessions. Yeah, we that had was a, a big thing. We had a plan that we were going to try and like batch them and get like three done in a month, and then we wouldn't have to do them for three months, and then get three more done, and basically it'd be like three months of actually doing them. And we just found that that did not work out. No, because it's funny. I remember where that came from is that the end of last year, we were feeling very much on this like hamster wheel of content where, and it was because we were only like three months into doing coaching sessions. And so we didn't have a good process yet. And we were still posting on Instagram all the time. And we were still posting on Instagram all the time. And so this year, I think we really worked on, so the intention was to batch because we didn't want to be on the hamster wheel of content, but I think we achieved the ultimate goal, but in a different way. So I don't feel like we're on a hamster wheel anymore, but it's because it's not because we batched the coaching sessions. It's because now we have a super honed process and we've done it so many times that I just feel really good about our process. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think on the note of like maybe what went off schedule, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe it's not even what didn't go well, but just content production for us this year. Yeah. We focused so little on external content, YouTube videos, Instagram, like all that stuff. And I don't think it's necessarily a decision moving forward if we're not going to do that. And we can talk about it in our 2020 planning of or 2021 planning of what that looks like. But I do think we had this intention at the beginning of this year of like, okay, we're going to use Instagram. We're going to figure out some stuff with that. We're going to do you know these slider posts you do that are really awesome and popular and people love them. And then we're going to maybe also write an article a month. And we're also going to do videos every week and we'll do the podcast. And it's like the only thing that stayed consistent was the podcast and then our internal stuff for our members. Yeah. But it worked out. Oh, and our email newsletter but that's like 
that to me is just like, we'll never not do that consistently because it's just so ingrained in us. Yeah, but that's kind of what happens, right? When you have this crisis hit and you need time and space for processing all of that, it strips away the stuff that's less important. And so we had to decide this is too much for us to try to juggle and yeah. juggle everything that's happening in the world. What what can go and what needs to stay? And so I like that we – obviously the newsletter is always going to be the thing that we keep. And then I feel good about us rebranding the podcast. We didn't even say that. We relaunched the podcast. We relaunched the podcast. Under what yeah. is it all for? Yeah, the numbers didn't change at all. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Well, it, the point wasn't to no, have the numbers change, but yeah. it was like – I feel like we finally have a process that is enjoyable Yeah. for a long time, trying to do video, trying to do it all. Um, the podcast felt like a chore and now it yep. feels like a fun thing that we get to do, even though sometimes we have some tiffs, we have tiffs, but that's part that's, of it. That's, that's just the real, real. Yeah. Um, so what also went off course? I mean, so many things lifestyle wise went off course. Like I was looking at my own personal views or not views my own personal little vision thing and it was so much about like walking down to the beach every week yeah. and like taking and it just that's all great but it all sort of changed when our life had to re be rearranged yeah i still think those things are worth visiting now that we have much more of a solid understanding of what covid life is like because we were just talking like i feel like there is a way that we would go down to the beach and be safe and yeah, for that sure. type stuff so now it's about trying to filter some of that back in you yeah know? yeah i mean I, and i think to the core of this podcast, what is it all for? I think it's important to define those things that make you feel like you're in balance in life or that you're enjoying the fruits of your labor. And so for us, if that is walking down to the beach, if that is getting great food from restaurants a couple times a month, if that is taking a full Friday to play Mario 35 <laughs> on the switch, like it sounds indulgent, but it's like, it only sounds indulgent because we all have bought into this idea of life where it's work, 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 and then you'll eventually enjoy your life when you retire. And we just we just want to buck that system so hard. And I, I do find it really difficult as we're recording this episode to talk about the things that we had plans of this year that we didn't get to do because all it feels like is just like, hey, man, shut up. Like Everything you got was fine. But it's like we didn't no, get to yeah. explore new restaurants. We didn't get to travel at all this year. Like Those are such... Not important things, but I do think my, my whole point of all this is we define a life that we love and that is in complete balance when we are getting to do those things because of all the hard work that we've done for the previous years. And when we don't get to do those things, I'm not trying to complain about them. It's just this is the episode where they come up. And so I'm just voicing that it does feel a little bit weird to be like, oh, didn't get to eat out at all the restaurants I wanted to yeah. try, you know? No, I'm glad you said that because absolutely we are we always try to be mindful of that. But I do think like, oh, there's that beautiful yellow bird again. Oh, thank you so much. I love that bird. Um, But I do think that, yes, being mindful of that all the time is great. But you get into dangerous territory where you do like – uh, when you compare your frustration to other people's, right? Like, I think it's a balance of those. It's yeah. like, read the room, like have yeah. empathy for where everybody is at right now, but also you have your own life and the disappointments and the frustrations that you have like everyone else. And I think just suppressing that because you think somebody else has it worse yeah. is only going to yeah. cause problems. So yeah, it's just a balance of that, right? Yeah. Um, I also want to say that I now officially have a flossing habit and that is a oh, real wow. win for this year. Well, I have a Listerine habit thanks to you. I know. I had not used Listerine My, in like 10 years. Fun aside, we didn't mention this and what went well, but this definitely I count as a win of 2020. My, I've talked about it before, my 95-year-old grandmother, Betty, 
she lives in an assisted living facility and when all this happened they were completely isolated and I was like you better believe I'm going to be lonely as hell at 95 by myself in my apartment. So my mom told me that she can FaceTime. So I started FaceTiming with her. And then our first conversation led to, well, let's just do this again next week. And before I know it, we have FaceTimed every Monday since the pandemic began, with the exception of one week we missed because we went to Palm Springs. And um, it's incredible. She is now one of my close friends. We love chatting. We talk about everything under the sun. But one of the very first things that she told me in one of our calls was a piece of life advice. Because I was, like, asking her, like, okay, you're 95. Like, what advice do you have for, like, life? And she said, take care of your teeth. (laughs) She said, man, I wish I would have taken better care of my teeth. And I thought that was so funny. And after she told me that, I started flossing and, and... using Listerine. Do they feel more taken care of? Yes. Oh, okay, great. For sure. Yeah. The floss thing really, I know that, I don't know, some people might think now I'm gross because I haven't flossed, but like I just never, I brush my teeth, but flossing was never in my routine. Your repertoire. My repertoire. And now you and I both floss and use mouthwash to, you know, and I just think we take a little bit better care of our teeth, which is oh, okay. great. That's yeah. a win. There's a, there's a win for twenty. Well, I just, the question <laughs> I was looking at is, are there any patterns or habits that pulled you yeah. off course that yeah. you want to work on in that remind me of? good habits but um yep. okay cool uh can you do a little scoochies for me as we move yeah. on to the next thing absolutely yeah. for you anything you, you were almost asleep <laughs> <laughs> i was just getting comfy yeah no i know <laughs> okay so the next section about the year in review is all about taking inventory so this is like getting a little bit down to brass tacks a little bit more so it's we can, cat- it be, can it be copper tax why Co- is it to be brass? get down to copper tax thank you we categorize it as money time and fun okay so it's about looking at your numbers and seeing revenue by project and then tracking your expenses yep um so i don't know how much in depth we want to get here on overall revenue do you have it written down i do i do have the revenue um by month i don't really have it by project yeah well because our main projects are just wame yeah. tea tree but we didn't take any money from Tea Tree this year. Right. Well, yeah, we reinvested pretty much so every really single just, penny back into exactly. it. Exactly. So it's really just Wayne. But um, if you want me to share our yearly revenue. Yeah. I mean, I, with the caveat to this of we're not trying to gloat, we are not trying to say that we have reached some milestone we think everybody should reach. We are not trying to pushes in anybody's face who's struggling financially like if ta- hearing people talk about money that's more than yours is triggering that 30 second or 15 second fast forward button that's a great time to go through it um, but i like sharing it because i like hearing it from other people just to know oh okay that's what they've decided and and why are they at that point and are they going up from that or they go you know what does that look like so I, to me, I think it's just interesting to hear about because, I mean, this is a business podcast kind of as a thing. And so to hear someone talk transparently about their business, I like hearing the numbers. So I'm going to sure. vote for you. Let's do it. Okay. So this is not with December's numbers in here. Okay. So we're missing one month, but total revenue. So this is just for Wandering Aimfully then? Yes. Okay. Oh, that was expenses. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> that would have been a... Uh, Okay, so total revenue minus December is $244,635.61. So we averaged $20,000 a month with Wayne. Yep. Yeah, which is pretty great. So that's fantastic. I mean, yeah, considering also what we – this was also a big win in this category, but by the end of last year, because of all of the stuff that happened in 2019, I mean, we were – we had a little bit of money on a credit card just because we were like – not profitable and we were trying to kind of 
you know, we had like unpredictable surges of yep. income to try and make up the difference while I was um, down for the count. I almost said sick. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I guess I was. Sick. I was sick. Yeah, for sure. And um, so one of our really big goals at the beginning of this year was like, we got to get that off as soon as possible because yep. we know we've been in debt before and yep. we know it's fine to carry some stuff if you need to get through. And some of you guys might be in that position right now. So I want you to know that there's no shame in that. Yep. Um, there, it's there for a reason for you to like use it intentionally. But we knew from when we were in debt before that if you don't, if you don't prioritize paying that off, it is a slippery slope. It's creepy. And so our big priority was to get those paid off and then get profitable. And we did that this year. And so that's why that's a big win. I mean, I also want to acknowledge, and this is, I think, just important for any business owner, when you take inventory at the end of a year and you look at the revenue, total revenue for the year, and to ask yourself, because it's really easy to look this year to last year or this year to two years ago and go, Oh, like I'm not making the progress I wanted, but like 10 years ago, Jason, if you would have said, Hey, you're going to have one of your two businesses is going to make $20,000 a month. Would you like that? And also you love the people who are in your community. You love showing up for them. You are happy to do the work. Would you like that? Yeah, absolutely. And and it's so easy to get caught in the weeds and, and get stuck and be like, oh, but like we're trying to get to 30,000. Like that's our number and we're not there. And, you know, we started this year with some debt and like that feels crappy. But it's like just zoom the lens out. Totally. Like where we are is exactly where we want to be. And it is not stressful to run Wandering Aimfully. And I really attribute so much of that to the amazing group of people who sign up for our program and show up and are there to support each other. Mm -hmm. And that to me just feels like such an amazing win that we have created with Wandering Aimfully when it started at $0 per month in August of 2018. Yep. I also want to say about this exercise, if you're somebody who knows that you haven't had a great year because of COVID or because of whatever, you might find that you have an aversion to writing these numbers down or looking at them because it just makes you feel a certain way. But I want to encourage you, we've been there when we've had crappy years or we didn't make the process progress we wanted to there is nothing more empowering I just want you to like reframe this in your mind there's nothing more empowering than finally looking at the numbers and saying going back to our uh our Christmas movie draft I'm not afraid of you that's a home alone shout out um and saying I'm not afraid of you I'm gonna look these numbers in the eye because that's knowing your numbers as a business owner is how you move forward. It's how you grow your revenue. It's how you say, and that's why in this sheet, we have it um, listed out by revenue by project because we only have one offer now so that it's pretty simple. With Wandering Aimfully. With Wandering Aimfully, but back when we had multiple projects, multiple courses, it's really important that you look at that by projects that you can go, you know what? This thing is bringing me the most revenue with the least amount of effort. I'm going to double down on that going forward if I want to grow faster and get back to a profitable place. My polymer underwear business is not (laughs) as profitable as it needs to be. I I make so much less money on my polymer underwear than I I thought, and I don't get it. I was trying to think of like crafted clay underwear. I was trying to think of like a clever name for it, like poly polywear. Polywear. Poly wow. underwear. No, yeah. I, 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 we'll, we'll workshop it. Yeah, maybe um, in 2021, business idea for us. Yeah, so that's important because I was also thinking, you know, there's a part of me who looks back at this year and is like, man, I didn't make a lot of time for my art. I yep. didn't – I wanted to kind of keep Made Vibrant alive yep. as like a side – not business, but just like side project for me, and I didn't. But when I look at that revenue by project and I go, you know what? 
but we got we got to our business goals for wandering aimfully and it's okay if i couldn't juggle this other thing yep and that's to me what is the purpose of that exercise is looking at that and going you know what while we're on the numbers of wandering yeah. aimfully i mean i think i know the answer to this without even asking just because sure. i know our budget pretty solid um so uh, i think it'd be fun for people to know what does it cost for us to run wandering aimfully uh-huh. uh on the year okay so i have it in a category down here I'm going to have to add affiliates because I count our affiliate payouts as a, an expense. Sure. So. So my my ballpark guess. Yes. Is $45,000. That is incredible. That is exactly how much. <laughs> it's actually 45900 Yes. So you're 1000 off. So it costs us on average just under $4,000 a month to run Wandering Aimfully. That is our email, our cell phones, our everything that we pay for for business expenses to make that business run, and we basically spend four thousand dollars a month to make twenty thousand dollars a month. If you really just boil it down to simple numbers, and to me that is fantastic. Yeah, because it is a very profitable business. It is a scalable business. Uh, we could reduce those expenses down if we really had to take a hard look and like chip away a bunch of things, but. That is a really good place to be. And I will say that our business expenses didn't start out at $4,000 a month. Well, so exactly. this is the classic thing, right? When we started Wandering Aimfully, I think our business expenses were probably $1,500 or $2,000 yeah. a month. And then we just slowly you know, moved it up from there and added some other things that make life easier for us. And um, and then also, you know, I think some of the business expenses we have are just paying for things to support other business owners that we may not even actually use that much, but it's just like write messages one, for example. Right. like. We don't even really use that service that much anymore, but I'm not going to cancel it because I really do appreciate that it exists. And by giving them money every month, I'm hoping they're going to continue to evolve that platform to be more helpful for me in the future. Yep. Um, And also, I think some people might either find that a lot or a little, but I do think based on questions we've gotten from some people, people expect that we run ads and we don't. Yeah. Yeah. So that is organic. Yep. Um, so that's one nice thing about that expenses number is that that's one of the reasons the expenses are lower is because we don't have to get, um, Facebook ads or anything like that for acquisition. Yeah. We don't pay for any marketing at all other than just creating websites that throw people off and Mm -hmm. that make them think we're robots. Yep. So that's the next category in money is tracking your expenses. So we already talked about like Wayne as a whole, um, and affiliates, but just as far as life expenses, um, I think it's worth looking back and saying, okay, we, and we do this every year. So yep. we, we readjust our budget categories. We're very, very um, diligent about tracking our expenses and yep. trying to keep them to our budget while recognizing that, as I mentioned before, we know our budget is not, you know, it's not as low as it could be because we have identified what yeah. really feels good to for our lifestyle and what, we yeah. want to li- how am i saying that you know why am i stumbling so you much you got it everyone everyone who was listening was like yeah totally <laughs> um my first uh question from our expenses category because we're yeah. not going to go through it line by line no, no, but no. um and i'm wondering what you have that stands out to you but for me our coffee budget i yeah. always love to look at this yeah um so i think what we spent on coffee this year mm-hmm. um i'm gonna say total for the whole year total for the whole year Without december Without dis- December? Yep. $2,100. $1,100. Wow. I was yeah, way off. I wow. know. But that's also because for like months, we were kind of scared to go to our All local coffee shop. All we did was order like so. one bag of coffee. And then we finally figured out like, okay, we can do, we can out. wear masks. Yeah. We can 
do a takeaway order and then we started and then it really kicked up that's crazy the- so a thousand dollars on coffee i mean when you say you spend a thousand dollars on coffee it sounds like a lot but over the course of an entire year yeah i mean that's uh what is that three dollars a day basically so mm-hmm. that's you know one little cup of coffee interesting yeah i think another thing that we wanted to talk about is we tried to up our charitable giving this year yes so how much do you think we gave well, I think I know because I think I saw it. Oh, okay. I think it was 7,000 right yeah, under. Close yeah, close to that. So, yeah, and, and that number, you know, that is a number that we want to grow. And now that our business is generating more profit, is being more sustainable, is being more predictable, it is becoming something where we are saying we want to invest more money into charitable giving. Yeah. And so that number, I mean, I don't know what it was in 2019, but I don't even think it was half of that. Yeah, for sure. And so if our goal is whatever that looks like, but just like randomly throwing it out there, like if we double that number every year and our revenue continues to stay where it is or grow, I'm so excited for that. And, And to me, that just feels like we're not just being indulgent with our money. We're also trying to do things with our money. Yeah, for sure. I think trying to double that next year would definitely be a good goal because it also is one of those things where it just, it feels good. And and it makes you feel like there's also a bigger purpose behind growing a business, which is to kind of pay it forward to other people. I've also really enjoyed kind of investing in black owned businesses and trying to reallocate some of those resources to maybe businesses that might be underfunded, underlooked. Yeah. And I think Um, one of the things that we had talked about, you were going to mention, maybe you are going to mention right now, which is trying to take a look at where we spend our money and really, especially next year, build a plan for, okay, let's try and make sure that we're spending you know, a quarter of what we spent on maybe like Amazon this year, which is really just like we buy all of our normal stuff and like half of our groceries on Amazon. How can we invest that into black owned businesses, small small businesses, businesses, local businesses? Exactly. So yeah, I think just on like a nerdy uh, side note, I think how I'm going to do this is we categorize every single expense. I think I'm going to create like a tags column in our expense database so that I can tag that line item, black owned business or, you know, small business yep. or those types of things, just, just so that we can be intentional because I do think that where you spend your money is a vote for the world that you want to see. Totally. And if you want to see more, um, you know, black owned um, business owners succeeding, if you want to see them being able to accumulate wealth to try and close the wealth gap, like then that is a way that you can do that. And this is like a perfect example of this for, for us is uh, coffee. So right. I always buy coffee from just like our local places, which I really love. And there's a couple places online that I buy it from. And this past month, I was like, wait a second. I have not even looked to see if there is a list of black owned coffee roasters around yep. the country that I could order from. And I found a list of like 20 of them. And it's just, I had to do the research. I had to look into them. I really care about the quality of coffee that I buy and like how it's sourced and all that. And I found a couple of great places. And so now I can basically, we could probably buy all of our coffee from black owned businesses for 2021. And that feels great to take that money and move it over. I do want to keep some of it in our local economy yeah, sure. as well. But I think like, like you said, creating that separate category and then going, uh, you know, what are the other small businesses we've already been supporting and putting them in that category so that we can really see, you know, hey, let's stop giving Jeff Bezos this amount of money every right. month and we can buy half the stuff we buy from there from smaller businesses and we just have to live with the not immediate shipping 
thing that we've come grown so accustomed to. Totally. I want to give a quick side note. We do not mention these things for brownie points or to say that like, wow, we're really solving systemic racism by buying coffee from a black owned business. I'm only sharing that because I think that we have a responsibility to share the things, the changes that we're trying to make in our life. I think it does have a ripple effect and to know that, you know, it's just one tiny decision in a whole multitude of ways that we can try and help break down systemic racism. And it's certainly not going to happen overnight, but I just want to say that that's why we share that. It's not to like be like, check. Yeah. We are not racist. Check. Yeah. And I think it's also, it is fun to support just any small, small business that you can go, I'm so happy I get to contribute. I get to vote with my dollars for this business. To that person's livelihood, yeah. for sure. And I wrote about that in our money article that I wrote a couple of years ago of how we invest our money. And at the time, I had what I called an Ugmunk budget, mm-hmm. which was basically like $100 a month. And it wasn't just for my buddy Jeff at Ugmunk. It was any business like a his creator. that I could just, okay, $100 on your Kickstarter or whatever. And I know that that's going to help you and like motivate you moving forward. Yeah, so, I love that. Yeah, I think that's fun. Okay, so that's expenses. So that obviously is important, but that's going to take a little bit more time to gather all that data together. By the way, if you have a weekly budget meeting and you're tracking it throughout the entire year, that becomes a lot less daunting. Yeah. Oh, do you want me to touch on Tea Tree's uh, money stuff real quick while we're still on the money train? Just Or do you have more money stuff? Nope, we're moving on to time, but go ahead about Tea Tree. Okay, so real quick on Tea Tree. So I think last I looked, Tea Tree is going to make $120,000 in revenue this year. Uh-huh. Which is... That was not in our total revenue number, by the way. Which is, yeah, because we took no money took from no Tea money Tree from this it. year. Uh, it basically reinvested every single penny back into the development to do our new um, brand and interface update uh, and just all the features that we had done earlier in the year. Uh, and... I am so excited for the future of that business, but also that business is really lean if we want it to be. So on a normal given month, let's say just on average with that number of $120,000 a year, Tea Tree makes $10,000 a month. Our expenses, if we weren't to be prioritizing feature development, would probably be $2,000 total. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. everything it takes to run Tea Tree, um, which is fantastic. And, And it could probably be even less. Like if we just had a developer just for bugs and not for anything, it would probably be $500 less than that. Uh, which I think is just really great. And so next year for us, we're not going to have this gigantic development bill of all these things that we've been doing this year. I'm really excited next year, not just to pull money aside for us, but to see, okay, great. Like, can we keep tea tree at its expenses of like $4,000 and now it makes $20,000 a month. And it's like the same as Wayne. Yeah. It's literally like another size of that business. Um, and just see, you know, what we want to do with that. And we might talk a little bit more of that in the thing, but I just, you know, I think it's fun again to share. I don't know what people's, you know, thoughts about tea tree were, how big it was, you know, maybe that number is surprisingly small to some people, but we love, keeping that number not big. We don't want to hire people. We don't want to have a whole bunch of other people. There was a super random aside. Okay. There was a guy who emailed this morning yeah. and said like, Hey, I'm, I want to switch over from teachable. Um, everything looks good. I just want to hop on with your sales team and like <laughs> get a demo. And you were like, and I wrote back, I was like, great. So here's a really good example of how we're different than companies like teachable. We have no investors. We are a husband and wife. We have an outsourced development team and we don't do sales calls. Yeah. So you either like our trial and you start using yeah. us or you don't. Yeah. And that's how we run our business. And if that's for you, cool. If you need a sales team, 
please go somewhere else. Yeah, but I wonder if he was like, wait, what? Wait, what? But also sort of speaks to the caliber of the new website that he thought we had a sales Ooh, team. Yeah, Cute. watch out, watch out. We should probably put that on because I don't want people to have a sales team. Okay. Um, moving time. on. Time. Okay, okay, so this is also, this. remember, we're in the category of taking inventory. So you're just sort of like, what's all this, the assets from this year? And so yep. time is an important one. And really, I should have called this like attention, but it's just worth noting the areas the various areas of your life and what got your attention this year. Right. I really like this exercise. So by the way, reminder, wanderinginfo.com slash 2020. You can use this template for yourself. All these questions are queued up for you. Exactly. So I actually have a little da database in my notion called life pillars. This is a thing from August Bradley's notion, um, setup, but I use it a little bit differently. And so all it is, is just the areas of my life that I want to give attention to and business. So I, I think you should do one for your business as well below. Let's start with life. So on my list, there are things like creativity, community, health, travel, family, friendships, marriage, home, personal care, finances, rest and joy, work productivity, and planning and organization. These are like the different areas of my life that I like to cultivate. Yep. For you, you might have totally different ones. It might be kids. It might be like spirituality. It, it might be baking. It might yep. be hobbies in general, whatever they are. No, and, you have baking and then you have hobbies. Right. No, yeah. baking is its own yeah, thing. Yeah, baking is life. Yeah. <laughs> and just however you kind of divide those up. And then and then it's just about looking at the year and which of those areas got your attention. Um, and did it get the amount of attention that you wanted to give it? Does that, does that make sense? So yeah. like health, for example, is something that I would like to give more attention to next yeah. year. Yeah. I really tried um, to make sure that exercise was integrated. And I think I succeeded in some regards. And I think I could do better in other regards. So it's just about asking yourself that. And, and if there are any areas of your life that feel like maybe they're being neglected that you want to reset for 2021. Um, and then what's really cool about this is I actually have this little database in my weekly planning template. So I rate them every single month or every single week, excuse me. I give a one to 10 rating for each of the areas of my life, just in terms of like how much attention did it get from me. And every week I order them from least to greatest so that I know if there's one that's kind of falling off the map and I don't want it to, for instance, if my friends, if cultivating friendships is kind of falling off the map and I need to text a couple people or make phone calls, and that system for me has worked so well in just making me feel like no one area of my life is being neglected. Yeah. I mean, I would even say just from the outsider's perspective for you with friends and family, I could tell that there was a lot of guilt with how you were communicating with your friends and yep. family in previous years. And now having this in notion as a thing that you track, I, it, it's like puts you on the offense with it. And yeah. it, it does make it feel like you are so much more in tune with your friends and family. And uh, it, it, I mean, I think it's worked wonders for it's you. It's very empowering. If you're somebody like me who wants, has this desire to cultivate an area of your life, but you just have not created an accountability system for yourself in order to do that. Like Jason said, it puts you on the offense and it makes you feel like, oh, now I have a, a way to integrate this into my life. So I, that's why I have that in there for the year. So is there one area, I guess, before we move on, like, is there an area that you feel like got maybe less of your time this year that you want to up, up the ante on next year? And then is there an area that you feel like got a lot of your time this year that you feel really good about? Um, an area that didn't get as much time. And you can't say travel because. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> um, 
I can't really think of one for me for this year. You just nailed it on all cylinders. It's not even that I nailed it as much as I, yeah, as much as I didn't not nail it. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's nothing for me that was like so out of balance. Totally. Because, you know, even like uh, exercise, like health and fitness, like I feel like I was able to figure out, yeah. you know, prioritizing that for me and that it didn't fall completely off the you know, deep end, but it's also not great. So it, it's good enough that yeah. I think I figured it out. Um, well, while you think, do you have one for me? No, I have one for of? me. Oh, okay. But while ahead. you think about yours, so mine was, would be definitely my creativity. Yeah. Like, I feel like I just, that was the thing every single week that always went to the bottom of the list. Whereas in years past, it has been one of my biggest priorities. And I think it adds so much value to my life, but I think it's okay. I think I was just in a place this year where I needed to prioritize like just rest and mental health and then while with work. And then I also kind of answering the second part of the question, like what we were saying before, I think community and doing, for example, daily anti-racism work and trying to prioritize reading and learning things um, and being in like a very reflective and introspective state with all of that this year. I think that sort of took that energy um, that may have gone to creating because yeah. to me, creative creativity is so much of an expression thing and it has to, it has to be an expression of whatever's happening inside of me. But this year, everything was changing inside of me. And so I needed that space to shift things around, shift my belief systems around, try to dismantle thoughts and beliefs that I had in my head. So that is something I'm hoping to bring to next year is I really want to try and figure out how creativity fits into my life and time cool yeah that sounds good so that whole time i thought you were thinking of yours i still don't have one okay well that's okay yeah i just i mean i just uh, there's nothing that comes to mind for me yeah again it's not that i nailed everything it's just that i didn't not nail anything that like stands out yeah well i think that's great i think we that means that hopefully this year we were the defense rests that's what i'm saying yeah uh so what what, you want to do the like thing that was good on that side of things so i did i just said it i don't i think you were probably thinking and so you didn't hear what i said about thinking about like time yeah i don't know but the thing that what was the thing that was good community making daily space for anti-racism oh okay gotcha that's fine okay yeah yeah all right it was all wrapped together, so that's why, like, the clear delineation. I see. I, see. I, I really, so you're saying my segue was flawless? Oh, sure. Yeah. Do you think that's, that's the takeaway yeah. from that? It's just yeah. that, like, you didn't even, it was so flawless going from one question to the next. Yeah. You I didn't just, even see it happen. I just, like. I know. I'm, yeah. like, a magician with words. It's, like, sleight of hand. Wow. Like, you didn't even see wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. I know. Okay. So, and then there's some reflection questions, but I think we kind of got that. And then the last part of taking inventory is how do you, how did you want to feel in your business? So we call this fun because this is the priority for us is we always want to make sure that, you know, business is something that can get very serious very quickly. It can get very stressful very quickly. And we have said from the very beginning of Wandering Aimfully, it needs to be fun. It has to be different than what everyone else is doing. It has to feel like us. And so you, when you're filling this out for your business listener, can choose whatever word you want for yourself. So maybe it's like, I want my business to feel calm or I want predictable, predictable. Yeah. yeah, whatever that is. Um, and so for us, it's fun. And so this is really about saying, you know, if you had to rate this year from one to 10 on that feeling. So for us being fun, what would you rate it? And then what are some of the things that made it feel that way? And then do we want to try to do even more of that next year or 
All that right, type of thing. Let's say our number on the count of three. Wait. Okay. One, two, three. Seven. seven. Oh, oh do we just become best friends? Wow. Also, seven is like such a safe rating on anything though seven is like got to be the most yeah oh i did want to say right yeah. right before this because we were just talking about other things the past couple years for us fun was not the priority even yeah. though it was a priority the priority like uh, last year was predictability yeah the priority before that was just getting started and like figuring things out so i just I, because i think you are listening to two people who are running businesses where we are probably further along than you might be uh, that's painting a broad picture of who listens to the show maybe you're doing extremely well by the way congratulations <laughs> but i just mean that i know that there are a lot of people who are listening to this who aren't where we are and to know we were where you are a couple years ago and now we are at this place totally. does that make sense I'm yeah, just I trying hear, to really like I hear what you're saying. not be the podcast where you listen. You're like, wow, these people are just so out of touch. Yeah. Easy for them. That type of thing. Like totally. I hate listening to those things when someone's like, yeah, I mean, we're just trying to get to 10 million in revenue now, you know, like yeah. it's hard. It's hard to get from eight to 10 million. <laughs> and I just want to like stab them with a carrot <laughs> like over and over. I want to hey, stab like them with a carrot. Like Frosty's nose, very on brand for the holidays. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. No, I hear that. So our, our seven number... All things considered this year, the monthly coaching for sure is like peak fun for us. Yeah. And it's not necessarily the creation of the curriculum that's fun because that takes a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of focus. But being on live with our Waymers is just the most fun thing we do every single month. And I hope that the Waymers who listen to this understand that as much as you guys hopefully look forward to it, we look forward to it twice as much yeah as and that is what i want to say is why this exercise exists in your yearly planning because i don't see a lot of people talking about this but it's like that doesn't happen on accident not at all when we wrote the original document for unborn coaching when we even came up with the offer of what unborn coaching is i wrote down i want this to be the most fun day of the month for us and the most fun day of the month for our members. Yep. And again, it does not happen by accident. You have to intentionally make choices that are going to infuse that feeling into it. So when we have our super crazy, weird story time metaphor, illustrations yep. and metaphors throughout, we teach business in a way where we're usually doing it using a story that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, My doula services. Like your doula services, our examples that we give are so silly. Yep. The gifs that we choose yep. are silly. The examples that we show are usually, you know, tongue in cheek. Like we do that on purpose and it's because we want to have fun in our business and we want other people to have fun. I'm going back. I'm saying an eight. Okay. Because I was also thinking like how much fun we had. Like we had so much fun creating the Wayme Exposed site. Well, that's what I'm saying. I like, know. I'm trying to think of what are the, what's the gap between a 10? Yeah. And like what happened this year that makes it not a 10? And it's not a seven. It's an eight. A seven was a safe answer. An eight's a it's better eight. answer because it's like, oh, wow. So you guys had a lot of fun. Hell yeah, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Creating the Wayme Exposed site was fun. Recording 220 audio coaching messages and going through and like having people who now reach out to, out to us are like, I was having a really tough day and I went and listened to you for 30 seconds and it turned my whole day around. And yeah. Like, that's the intention of that thing. Also, this podcast has been so fun. Like our little inside jokes that yeah. all inevitably come up, the preamble, the cinnamon rolls, like it, it's so fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think back to, and I hope that this helps you listening to this, uh, understand that, that you don't get to fun right away. Two years ago, I remember being downstairs in your downstairs fart studio in our previous place, and we were trying to record YouTube videos and like get this like content machine going. And I remember us, we were both so frustrated. 
and I slammed down my notebook and I was like, this isn't fun. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, absolutely. And I just remember sitting there and being like, I, why are we doing this? We are literally putting ourselves in a position that we are running a business that is not fun. Yeah. Why? Why? We could go get a job and it would be more fun than this. This is so stressful. Yeah. And just to understand that from that year where our fun level was probably at like a three or yeah. less and to be now at an eight for me, seven for you because you're basic. I choose. I said you eight choose as eight. Well. You choose eight. I choose eight. Okay. Um, but to get to there in two years, I, I think is really a testament to what we're doing. And I think what'll get us to a 10, which is your follow-up question. Thank yeah. you for that follow-up question. Um, <laughs> is next year what I would really like to to focus on with maybe Wayne specifically, but also with Teachery, just in general, is I want to create things that people are like, I did not expect that to happen. Exactly. And I'm not going to spoil one idea that we do have because it is one that I do actually want to just like drop on people and be like, wait, what did you just do? Yeah. And it's a recurring thing that I want right. to do. Um, but I, I think that'll get us that gap to a 10. Yeah. I was just thinking like, you know, you know how Ryan Reynolds is now like the fun of the advertising world yeah. is like he just drops these like crazy yeah. little campaigns and, yep. you know, all that type stuff. Like that's the level of fun that I want to bring to our business, which is just like the unexpected, the absolutely nonsensical, the helpful, but at the same time, very entertaining. Exactly. Yeah. So that I, I think that's a good priority for next year. And I would love to sit down and brainstorm even more ideas about what that's actually going to look like. But I think just setting the intention is worthwhile. Reach out to my assistant. We'll get you on my calendar. <laughs> okay. So we are, that concludes the year end review portion. Nice. And I think we covered a lot of ground there. Of just we sure did. How this year went. We're going to skip over the optimizing the present section because that's just all about like decluttering and kind of getting your mind and digital space and everything prepped for a clean slate next year get your mind right get your mind right and so you might find that helpful in that section but it's things like even our processes and planning like i don't think our processes need tweaking i think we just need to stick to them now yeah absolutely this was definitely a good year of having processes yep um and now looking to the future are we gonna what how far into this are we we're an hour and 20 minutes or so um maybe a little less than that but yeah, I mean, I, I guess it just depends on how much we want to ramble here. Like, I would say maybe let's do 15 minutes of okay. next year's stuff. Because it's wrap really up. just about, I think, I think we should circle back and sit down and like really oh, yeah, look yeah. at That's like financial plan. projections. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, our plan is to sit down and um, especially I think we were going to do it after the last coaching session of the year, yeah. which for us is next week. Um as if you were uh, listening to this, it's already happened. Welcome to Time Paradoxes with the Zooks. <laughs> uh, but after that coaching session, our, our I think our brains will just kind of be like, okay, now we can really not think about anything we have to think about. Right. And also we've had a little bit of time from the tea tree push of like so focused work. Right. So we can sit down and really go, all right, what do we want to do? Yeah. And then my goal also is to probably on the back end of that almost have like a Q1 yeah. meeting, which in our planning world, like quarterly planning is much more focused on project planning yeah. like what's coming up what yeah. promotions are coming are up, we gonna make that. youtube videos right. that just keeps coming back around right uh all right so let's talk about some future stuff okay, here okay so section number one in the future section is just a vision brainstorm so i find this helpful of just where taking kind of like stock of where you feel right now and what you want more of next year and it's just there's a bunch of prompts in here to answer like I want to feel dot, 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 goals to accomplish dot, 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 things to refine or let go of, areas of growth, habits to cultivate, things to – and none of these are supposed to be like you have to fill in all of them, but it's just sort of 
prompts to get you writing down a bunch of stuff about where you see next year going. Yeah. I mean, I think next year is going to look a lot like this year did for us, but with a lot less work, uh, like super focused work on tea tree. Right. I think if anything, wandering Aimfully is going to look very similar. So we're going to have our two launches. Uh, I think we're going to do, obviously we're going to do monthly coaching. I think we might do a project or two for wandering Aimfully. Like this year we had the unboring business roadmap and we had the WAME AI, the audio messages. I think we might do one or two projects like that next year for Wandering Aimfully, yep. folks. Uh, well, especially because like we're just in a little bit of a holding pattern that might happen like we were this year, yep. where if depending on a vaccine and stuff, we might try, you know, be in a position where we can go to Europe in 2022. And so then it's like, what does coaching then look like after the end of 2021? Yeah. So for what that looks like then for Tea Tree is probably spending some more time, <laughs> more time than zero on marketing and content creation in some way. Um, And to me, that's really the like, we could create a plan for that, but we don't really know what it's going to look like. That's just going to be like experimentation zone and trying to have fun and just, you know, some of the ideas that I have. It's like, it's like 2021 for teachery is going to be like 2000, late 2018, early 2019 for wandering aimfully. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like teachery is kind of playing catch up to wandering aimfully because wandering aimfully is like, we get, we did the experiments. We know what works. We need to just double down on what works. And teachery is like, uh, we're starting from zero because this is literally only grown through word of mouth. What are we going to experiment with? Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Teachery is going to be experimentation land. Wandering aimfully is going to be like consistency land. Yep. Um, and just loving on our members and people. Um, for me personally, I've told you, I don't know if it's just the, I know this is very cliche because it's like New Year's resolutions, but like, I want to get this health thing figured out. So, yeah. And I think we just need to do something drastically different. I know. Yeah. But like, I told you this on our walk. I don't know if anyone listening can relate to this. I'm scared to say out loud that I want to make this a priority because if I say that and I do say I'm like ready to really try it then i have to do the hard work and i'm scared of it yeah but that's okay it's yeah. a new challenge but I, where this is coming from is not like a thing of i want to change my body or i don't like the way i look it's honestly i've done more sitting this year than i've ever done yeah because of we can't leave the house and so yeah. we, we walk every day and i've you know done exercise and stuff but i can feel my back yeah feeling stiff and like my lower back especially and i'm like i'm a 32 year old woman like my lower back should not be hurting you're a grown-ass woman i'm a a grown-ass i'm a young grown-ass woman i should not be feeling this way and i want to especially with covid and everything and i just i want to prioritize health it's the most important thing so mental health check yep physical health is the next pillar for me yeah and i as the person who talks to you about this all the time I just think you need to do something that is so different from what you've tried to do before. I know. And I think that will help spark figuring out whatever it is, the routine that you want. Yeah. And so I think it's just getting into that mindset like, okay, I'm in the experimentation zone for this. What does that look like? What am I going to try for 30 days? Is it hiring a personal trainer? Is it joining a, you know, digital fitness group? Is it, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And just trying to find those external motivators because, you know, this year I think you've tried a lot of internal motivators and it's just not done what you've wanted it to do so yeah it's just it's frustrating because it's the one area of my life i've never been able to unlock fully yeah you know and i think for a lot of people that is very relatable yeah and i think for me it's only 
it only is that thing because I've done it now for years. I know. Like I remember early on when I was first starting to go to the gym regularly yeah. and I was so intimidated and there were all these bros who could lift all the weight and I wasn't strong, but I was tall. And so it's like, I just felt so much like embarrassment and I just finally got to this place where I was like, I'm not here for them. You know, yeah. like I'm here for me and investing in my health. It's not even about that. I, and I, um, this is not <laughs> total sidebar. Yeah. This is not to make an excuse but I do think like wh- however your brain works yeah. is very different from mine. Yeah. And so you have this ability to like compartmentalize or shut things off in your brain so that when you work out, I feel like if it's hard or you're tired, you don't have the voice in your brain that's like yelling that at you the entire time you're doing right. it. You're just like, oh, well, I'm doing this. Literally so. this morning at 830 this morning, yeah. I was like, I'm going to go work out. I want to work out. I hadn't planned it. I hadn't done anything. My brain was literally just like, go work out. And I went in there and I worked out for 30 minutes in our garage with our very minimalist weight set. And it was not difficult for my mental to do it all. I do know what it feels like for it to be difficult. Whereas like I I go in the gym and to even get in there in the The garage, the garage garage gym, gym. to even get in the garage gym is a mental battle. And then to get in there and set up my little thing and then to, and no, and then to decide, Oh, I only need to be here for 10 minutes. I just need to set the bar really low so that I do it. And then to decide halfway (laughs) through the 10 minutes that actually this stretching, the stretching that I'm doing (laughs) is too difficult and I hate it. And actually I need to leave Yeah, like that is the mental battle. And it's just because I don't yet have the mental tricks and fortitude yeah. and mindfulness to have reframed it in a way where like I can do it. Yeah. Or the type of exercise that you just, it brings you enough novelty and it's not so difficult that you can do it at any time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, I'm just, we'll see. That's a, that's a like looking forward to it. Yeah. We got a little bit of a derailment there, but it's fine. This is part of the, this is part of the planning. This is the vision. All right. What else? Also, there's a vision board section. So people can vision board. Yeah. I, I really like, I mean, it was funny to look back at my vision board for this year, which by the way, there was a person doing yoga and stretching and it was like, I, I think but I, maybe she was only doing it for like five minutes once a week. <laughs> and in that case, check manifested. 10 out of 10. <laughs> um, but I do think it's fun to just like kind of, it gets you excited for the year in my yeah. case. Okay. Then word of the year. Do you want to check? Do you want to pick a word of the year? No. Okay. Great. Uh, sure. On. Sure. I'll go. I'll go with the word of the year. That's fine. Okay. Well, what just feels right to you right now? This is this is actually something that I care deeply about, so I'm probably not going to come up with my official pick here on the podcast. It's too much pressure. Yeah, I mean, I think I'll put it in the article. How about that? Uh, funny enough, I think I'm going to go with creative because I think mm. I want to put so much creative energy into teachery mm. and like what we're doing with that, and then also whatever little things we create for our Waymers that are our new things. Like to me, I think that's going to be the focus for 2021 because we're also taking a year where we thought we were going to be traveling and like seeing the world it's and like, like it's like gravy. It's it's okay. So we're not doing that then I'm going to use this year for something else I didn't see coming and let's try and have some fun with it. Okay. Mine's going to be similar to that, but I want to think on it. Yeah. But I definitely feel myself this past year was definitely a lot about like introspection, trust, building a relationship with my own self that I could rely on myself and not be afraid. I definitely think my anxiety has come down so much. Yeah. And like I said about rearranging old beliefs and patterns and things like that. So I think next year it's more of like coming out of that introspective place and sharing more and creating more. Um, but I'm not sure what it's going to be yet, cool. but that's where I'm at. Okay. So yeah, then we'll, we'll go through separately on this. We'll basically look at like, what are we doing every month for the business stuff? 
what are we doing for life stuff is, you know, cause one thing that we discovered this year, obviously that we're not traveling, um, is that next year, I think we want to do a couple Airbnb trips that are within driving distance. Yep. And so that'll be kind of be our quote unquote travel. I mean, it is still travel, but it's not at all what we had normally been doing for travel, but just to try and make that fun and try and find unique places. And, you know, we are and have things to look forward to yeah. safely. I and think we are fortunate that we can take our work on the road. We don't have plaques anymore. So we don't have that like hurdle to jump through we can literally just like grab our laptops go for a week and not have to think about anything which so. is still so weird every time we're yeah. like go we pick don't, up food or something yeah. we're like where's plaques yeah um yeah so the rest of the stuff in this document is really like i said more nitty-gritty stuff that you kind of have to have your finances in front of you but yeah. it's about projecting out your revenue based on any projects that have more consistent revenue and then saying okay if let's say I made, you know, $50,000 this year, yep. I want to make $100,000 in 2021. What's that going to Where's take? that extra $50,000 yep. of revenue coming from? And what are some ideas for, you know, and th this is actually what we did for 2020 that we executed on. We said, we're going to do a, a spring launch and a fall launch. We're going to launch affiliates. And we held to that. And that's how we actually became profitable. So can I put you on the, the, mm. the hot seat for one second? And then you can tell me I'm not interested and you don't have to do it. No pressure whatsoever. I want you to take, I will do that. Yeah. I want you to take an extra 15 seconds yeah. to think about past conversations we've had about putting me in the hot seat on a podcast and think, is this going to go downhill or is this going to be okay? Yeah. I think it's going to be okay. Okay. Cool, yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. I didn't even take th 15 seconds. I just took two. <laughs> okay. Do you want to throw out, uh, revenue projection growth for our two businesses right now, just off the top of your head, like what you're thinking. Sure. See, this is why I think this is a totally fine one. Right? Yeah, no, this yeah. is totally fine. Yeah. So, okay. So let's just call it what the two businesses are. Teachery at $10,000 a month, Wandering Aifley at $20,000 a month. Okay. And there's no right or wrong answer here. I'm just curious. We haven't sat down and done our meeting yet. So where's your head at thinking about it? And this is just kind of a fun way, I think, to wrap this up. I mean, my number has, my enough number for Wayne has, well, no, my enough number for both businesses hasn't changed. It's 30, in my head, it's $30,000 a month because of. Is that just revenue? Because that's where we are now. It, no, it's take-home revenue. Take-home revenue. Okay. Got it. Because like we don't take money out of Teachery. Yeah. But take-home revenue being 30 because I think with living expenses plus savings yeah. plus upping our charitable giving quite a bit yep. plus you know saving for taxes and stuff like that mommy needs some shoes <laughs> but like that number that 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 to me is like an amazing life that i can't can't think of anything else that i would need or want so what do you think that looks like for now in the terms of the revenue growth then for each business to get to that point I don't know. That's what we have to decide is like right. what to me, it's like a mixologist, like yeah. what percent of what business do we want to grow? Because I feel like where we're at with Wayne right now, I like, I like the tactics that we did this year. Um, and so I just would love to see where that goes. I, what I'm saying is I don't want to put a ton of energy into like intentional growth for that business. Totally. I'd rather put that growth energy towards teachery. Yeah. So I think we're on the exact same page. So okay. my answer to this question, I think I have a more specific answer okay. is I don't think Wayne's growth, Wayne's revenue has to grow at all. Okay. Literally stay the same. Cause we're going to have some drop off as people finish their payment Payments. plans and sure. whatever. Um, and then teachery, I think, I don't know if it's realistic, but I think to get to that number, we would have to triple our revenue, our monthly revenue. By the end of the year. For Tea Tree. For Tea Tree. Only. Okay. 
So if Teachery went from $10,000 a month, which is 220 customers, to 660 customers at $30,000 a month, that would be like the the dream, the like super high goal. And then how much are we taking home from that though? Um, I mean, probably at least 15,000. Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, which is a huge jump. That's $15,000 extra in money every month. Right, which would basically just go into giving and saving. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. So that's like the beginning, I think, of that conversation. And then just like you said, if you're making 50 now and you want to make 100, how do you get back there? So for us, it's like, right, it's like we're making 10 now. If by the end of the year we want to get to 30 a month, I think it may be too tough for just how much time that's a, we that's have. That's tripling the business in a year. Yeah. But we also have spent zero. That's a good point. No time. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> We've literally done nothing. Right. So... 100% and more. when you're talking about tripling for for the business that we have, you're talking about going from 200 to 600 customers, is which not is not lot. crazy. It's not a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just something fun to throw out there at the end. Hey, that's how that conversation usually begins for us, just letting you guys know. I think part of yearly planning that part of what makes it um, helpful is just to set a vision and yeah. get excited about it and say what if and why why does that number why are you trying to get to that number well that's that actually i think is what is worth talking about and this yeah. is i kind of glossed over it but if if you're new to our world we when we started the business wandering aimfully we set our what we call enough number and you can read more about that journey at wanderingaimfully.com slash enough okay and it was just about saying identifying what are you trying to achieve? Instead of just saying, I want to grow, 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 or right. I want to make a million dollars. Or it's like, what, how much money actually is your ideal life? And for what? Like, what and is the why? money for? Exactly. Yeah. And so we've identified like, what our ideal living expenses are. We're, we're like living, like I might as well be flying on a private jet with the way that we're living right now. Seriously. To Not me, an amount of money coming in, but no. just amount of like how we run exactly. our lives. Yeah. Some people aspire to that level of right. wealth because they think that because, and that might be true for them. It's like, right. that's true but is it? happiness in but their life. It? But to me, it's like happiness in my life is spending the money we spent to create the little tiny pool. Yeah. Happiness in my life is being able to buy that fuzzy blanket just because it's Christmas and I want a cozy blanket yeah. like that to me. And so, what about and, my polymer underwear Are and you your polymer underwear. Okay. But going back to the name of this podcast, I know those things because I've asked myself the question, what is all of this for? What is a good life? What do I want to spend this money on? Um, and then, and then, you know, I do think that this year has shown us more than ever that we want to just continue to give back even more. Yep. Um, I think this was a, like, I wish actually looking back that we had given even more than we did this year, but it was a real transition. If you're somebody who's always been scrapping for money and you don't know, you don't have a predictable income. I do feel like giving sometimes isn't always the totally. top of your list. It's always not. It's also not the top of your list when you don't know if you have more money coming in. That's what I mean. Because yeah. you be in you you be you be in this scarcity mindset, but you are. You you end up being there going. I don't know. Like I made two thousand extra dollars this month. I don't know if I'm going to make two thousand extra tomorrow, so I can't give any of that away. Exactly. But what really helps with that, I can just tell you from our experience, is you build it into your budget and you build a habit. So every month, starting three years ago, we had a charitable giving section, and so we would. It was like a hundred. It literally started like a hundred dollars a month. Right. And then it's gone up, and then this year I think we got up to on average it's like. Six hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars, a little more than that. No, it was nine hundred. Remember, because it was it was yeah. the three hundred, three hundred, and three hundred. Got it. So it was nine hundred dollars a month. So next year, if we can get up to, you know, 
thousand, fifteen hundred, two or well, over a thousand, two thousand dollars a month is kind of like the goal. We've only gotten there not because just we've said let's just start giving to charity. It's because we built it into the plan, right? And that makes it so much easier. And that's just I think that's with everything that you do in life and business. It's so much easier to make those decisions of I'm I'm giving this money away and I'm taking out of my savings or my potential retirement to just like no, but this is a part of why I do it in do the first this. place. Yeah. yeah, this is what it is for. This is why I run these businesses. Totally. So. Woo! How'd we do? I think we did pretty well. I think that is 2021. I think it's just going to be about... Is that 2021 or 2020? What do you mean? You just said, I think that is 2021. Right. Because we finished the future section. And so we were talking it, about 2021. It, so it was really... On the same page. It's really 2020, 2021. It's reflect and project, Jason. So basically, we already... We know what's happening next year. Yeah. And here's the fun thing. Just like we started this episode and like what didn't go well, whatever, like it could all go to crap. Our goals could not happen at all the way that we want them. And something else could come up and we have to figure out how to deal with that. And and that is the nature of you project and you hope and you do these things, but you also have to be resilient and you have to be able to bounce back when things don't go well. Totally. And I do think part of, I know we're all sort of very aware of the amount of uncertainty that we're operating under at all times. But I think there's something about setting a vision for next year, even though it could all go to crap again. Something about setting a vision makes you feel like you have some modicum of control. Yeah. And that's helpful for your brain, I think. Yeah, for sure. Well, we hope you uh, enjoyed this year in review episode. As a final reminder, you can grab the template that we used to go through this and go through it for yourself and your business and your life at wanderingaimfully.com slash 2020. That's 2020. And uh, yeah, I just hope you enjoy the rest of your year. You kind of take it easy here these last couple of weeks if you're listening to this as of it going up. And we'll be back the beginning of January at some point. We'll get back in the podcasting saddle. It's been fun to be as consistent as we've ever been with the podcast this year through everything we've been through. And we've loved hearing from you guys via email, via Slack, via Instagram, however you've reached out. Um, It is really meaningful to us to hear that you do enjoy it because we're just two people talking to microphones in our fart studio. And (laughs) you, you sometimes just don't know if people enjoy it because podcasting, there is no feedback loop. So unless people take the time to reach out, which is you guys, we don't know, but you do that, and that really means a lot to us. So we thank you for that. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, too, is just thank you for being a huge part of our year in being listeners of this podcast. And it it feels so good to get your messages and your inside jokes and know, like, which things you thought were funny or made you think in a different way. Yep. And, um, and we thank you for that. Yeah. And we hope that you have a wonderful new year, and we'll see you in January. Okay. Goodbye. Bye, cinnamon rollers, you cinny rollies. Thank you. Yeah, cinnamon rollers. Bye.